Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This is the Georgia Dodge Podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. Did. Joe Cox with an up and out. Wide open. Touchdown. Israel Troop. Snap to Young. Drops back. Pressure from the edges. He throws near sideline. And it's intercepted. Intercepted. Kaylee Ringo at the 21. Off he goes. 40, 50, 45, 40, 35, 30. Near sideline. Breaks a tackle. 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown. 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 Georgia. Good evening, neighborhood. How about them dogs? 32-18. Let the celebration begin. All right, intro's play. All right, welcome in. It is the uh, Super Bowl hangover edition of the Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast on the Believe Network. Joining me fresh off of his buffalo chicken dip coma. Mm-hmm. It's Israel Troop, man. What's up, dude? What's up, man? We had a little little dip, little chips, you know, a little tamales going on. We had a little bit of everything yesterday. Oh, tamales, so okay. Hope everybody enjoyed uh, Super Bowl as much as we did. Um, you know, even with the the grassy situation going on, that's one thing that everybody can agree on that the mm-hmm. turf was not very good. But I will say, if you get nice the grass right. from good old South Georgia down here, like mm-hmm. Tampa Bay did. Then that doesn't happen. Just saying. No. We got Just a nice saying, little hey, I mean, grows you, really nice grass. You guys make the best tamales at Super Bowl parties, and you grow the best sod. Mm-hmm. That's a fact. That, that is a fact. That is a fact. Well, we got a lot to talk about. We're going to talk about that aforementioned Super Bowl and how the grass sucked and there are some other things that uh, we didn't particularly enjoy, but uh, we're also going to do a, uh, a stock check. We're going to continue our uh, in this, in the vein of the NFL, we're going to continue our pre-combined draft stock. We're going to look at Keely Ringo. And of course, Georgia improves to 14 and one eleven on the season. <laughs> with a win over Kentucky. So we'll get into that here in a little bit. But first, we're presented by betonline.ag. It continues to be your number one source for all your betting needs. Whether you lost your whether you lost on a parlay like me with a chance to win three hundred dollars and the refs got in the way, or fact. Yeah. Or you bet on some college hoops, or you thought the Golden State Warriors were going to win at home over the Lakers. Whatever you bet, you can bet on anything. So NHL as well, NBA, NCAA. I did I did call the Stanford game, which is phenomenal. But uh, BetOnline brings you all of that. Uh, you can always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at BetOnline. I actually did a live bet for, for the Stanford game. So they do feature live betting, like I said, free contests and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. We're the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite leagues and events. So head to BetOnline.ag to join and receive that 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure you use the promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. BetOnline is where the game starts. So real quick... I know you and I picked Philly in the over. We definitely hit the over. Definitely hit the over. And when when they updated the lines in the in the live betting, we would have still hit the over um, at sixty five if we'd have taken the if we'd have taken it in a live bet. So 
Yeah, that was a tough beat. But uh, the reason why it was a tough beat is because the, it was probably one of the best games I've seen in a while, one of the best Super Bowls that I've seen in a while, um, only to be tainted by, a f- by it, I, I guess, by the letter of the law, it was the correct call. But, mm-hmm. I mean, you're not calling any – like, th- I don't remember there being a live ball foul. No. I think, the only, I think the only one that was live was the pass interference that Philly got. The two penalties – you know, that kind of caught Philly, but although they, they scored on, on the one pass interference call was the one where they were blocking downfield. Yeah. Um, that I didn't know. I didn't know that was a rule. I just found that out last night. So basically we've been I teaching guess too. in high school and in college the wrong thing to do because in college that is a penalty. So they have all these rules about protecting the quarterback, but let's not block the guy running full speed at the receiver until he catches the ball. Yeah, that seems backwards to me. And then it showed last night because why they threw a swing pass and homeboy got knocked out. So then there's that. Um, but, you know, the controversy for the passing friends call, let's get one thing straight first of all. He was not the primary read on that play. They were they got him once already, actually twice already with the same play. So they were just kind of disguising and making it look like it always did so they could get the ball to Kelsey. And if you watch the play – well, Holmes is not even looking at Juju Smith. Like he, he's not even looking at him. So, and if you also look at that play, the flag isn't even thrown until that ball is incomplete. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you can say what you want, and although I do think that one play did not cost Philly the game because they had plenty of opportunity to kind of put Kansas City away, but that play did determine a lot in the ball game. Which, at the end of the day, don't leave it up to the rest because they got the script and. <laughs> they completely yeah. went with it to they, say they, the they, they did they, for a little while because they were off script a little bit, but they got back yeah. on with that call. Yeah, I mean they, the the script told them to swallow the whistle until till the end. So you know, it was written in the third act. Yes. If you don't if you don't remember, um, but <laughs> you you can't make that call. Yeah, you know the ref missed it. If you miss it, you miss it. But he's like, oh, he didn't catch the ball. He had to have been held because he couldn't get to that ball. No, yeah. he couldn't get to the ball because it was airmailed. And he wasn't thrown to him. Tyreek Hill wouldn't have gotten to that ball. Yeah, it was a broken play. Yeah. You know, first read wasn't open, so he threw it away, which is smart by Mahomes, mm-hmm. but and smart by Juju for keeping going with the play, I guess, because they drew I mean, the penalty. Yeah. He, he drew the penalty. And but it allowed them to ice the game. If I'm a if I'm a ref, I'm not I'm not I'm not throwing that flag. I'm, I'm no, just not, especially if I haven't thrown situation. if I haven't thrown it all game, I'm not throwing it there. I haven't thrown it all game. There's there was plenty of pass interference opportunities. There was probably oh, three or four that I probably you probably could have thrown and it would have been justified. Absolutely. For the most part, it was a pretty clean game. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think the for the most part until that play, you know, I thought the refs did a pretty good job, you know, pretty much letting them play. Yeah. Um you know, even some of the big hits coming through, you know, there weren't any penalties on those. Um, you know, I hate to talk about the rest because, you know, this whole thing. But when you kind of put yourself in a situation, dog, I mean, it is what it is. You know, you're going to get criticized for that one play all the time. I hope you never go to Philly anytime soon because those people. Oh, boy. Yeah, that's going to be. They don't forget. They don't forget. They certainly don't forgive. A rough, rough group up there. So, but that's neither here nor there. Philly had plenty of chances to win the game. 
Um, I would have liked to see if they could have um, marched down and tied it or went ahead with the touchdown because mm-hmm. that, that would have resulted – that was that was third down. That would have resulted in a field goal attempt. I would like to see, A, could Harrison Butker make that field goal from there? Mm-hmm. B, if he does, can Jalen Hurts, who was also having a tremendous game, if he could have led his team down to at least get a field goal attempt to tie it and send it in overtime. But we didn't get that chance, and, and that's okay. But Israel, I want to talk to you about. I want to talk to you about uh, installing that the, those those two pass routes. That and I know it's just a basic concept. Watching it's just a smash route, mm-hmm. um, but the way they get to it, where they, I, I guess you call it a zip motion, which is that mm-hmm. fast motion, almost like they're they're trying to simulate. Okay, we're going to run jet sweep, or you know, they're trying to make it look like it's going to be either jet sweep or that or that hide route going back across the other side. Mm-hmm. Whatever they're trying to make it look like he slams on the brakes and gets back out to the flat mm-hmm. wide open. And just that's, that is a, we're going to expose you in man coverage. That's a true man beater right there. And that's, that's a great, great way to buy yourself a ton of space. So is that going to be, is that already in your book? Oh yeah. It's already in there. I mean, with this uh, zip, zip motion, um, we just basically smash concept with the out route uh, with the corner out now. On the first very first touch, I had Kelsey and I forget who caught on the outside. He had both of them wide open yeah. because uh, big play Drake went over the top. Yeah. And um, the other guy was just lost. He had no clue what was going on. But at the same time, I think, it was Bradbury, right? I think, I think I beat so bad. Oh, yeah. And then what makes it so bad? They've been born, you know, drive routes across. So obviously you think it's coming again. Yeah. Wrong answer. You know, yeah. but that's just, I mean, that's just good. One. Great play call and good scouting from up top because if your guy up top is seeing it and he knows that they're gonna what they're gonna check to, I mean that's a perfect play to use it. Um, you know Especially the game right side, from an offensive standpoint was very very good. The way they used uh, condensed sets, um, mm-hmm. especially um, Kansas City running buck sweep out of condensed sets uh, mm-hmm. with the tight end um, twenty one personnel type look. Um, you know the way they were running their screen game. You know things like that it was a very very, very good offensively called game last night. You know, yeah. um, and if enemy truly has play calling uh, yes. power, I, I thought he called a great game. I, I thought he did a good job of putting uh, putting Juju Smith Schuster in some some mm-hmm. really good easy route combinations where they would go condensed sets and they would have him lined out wide one on one, and and you know they play off coverage or whatever where the case may be and just hitting him on some slants some some quick hitches and things to just kind of get things going i thought that yeah. was good you know Absolutely. obviously all the things that you said uh were also really good i thought philly had a really good offensive game plan too absolutely you know they ran stick you know they ran yeah. stick right the whole time um, they ran snag all night pretty much until you know kansas city stopped it. and then at that point they ran a little cop route um with um with uh, aj um, over the top, you know, one for a touchdown and one they kind of kind of bat it down. But, you know, I think both both teams had a really good plan going into the game last night. And, you know, it's very – they look very, you know, Georgia-like just considering how the game – you know, when you look at what we did this year and considering how they looked last night, they used in formation, different formations, um, yeah. condensed sets, uh, motion, things like that, give them a little eye candy, you know. So both teams brought something that neither team had had, had ever seen. You know, so that I think that's why the game was so high scoring too at the same time, you know. But once each team kind of figured it out, you know, that game kind of got a little they got a little chippy for for a minute there and defense mm-hmm. started lighting people up. I mean, Garner Johnson coming up and, and smacking uh the Kansas Checker. City running back, 
twice. Yeah, Pacheco, the rookie. Yeah. Caught him he, in open field and he caught him in the hole. I mean, yeah. they were knocking Devontae Smith around like he weighed like five pounds. I mean, they were hitting, hitting last night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were. But the, the ultimate difference was uh, Philly's defense never really fully adjusted in the second yeah. half. And they never and, got and Kansas, from home. Kansas City's, yeah. They couldn't get. I mean, he would break contain even on a bad ankle. He broke middle contain. They, 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 they were going to try to keep him bottled up, and mm-hmm. he ended up slicing through right, right down the heart of the defense. And poor Jordan Davis just couldn't, couldn't run with him. Oh no! Uh, I was like, oh god! Did look like my two-year-old running last night. Like it was absolutely. He was just. It's just, and you could tell he was just chugging, but he was He's not going to catch my home. Trying to get yeah. there. But. Hey, he broke a good run. I mean, to set up a good first down and mm-hmm. set up the phantom penalty there to, you know, go ahead and win. But, you know, not taking anything from Kansas City. I mean, they played a – they could have folded up to tip last night. You know, oh, yeah, they didn't have double digits, but they did it. Um, you know, a couple of Georgia boys, you know, played in that game last night. So, you know, I hate it for Philly, but, hey, congratulations to Kansas City, man. And, you know, let's see what happens this coming year again. Yeah, let's see if they can repeat. So, great game. Somebody had to lose it, unfortunately. Uh, Philly lost it. I lost it on uh, on pedal line. Um, and uh, the rest is history. So, uh, if you're listening out there and you want to bet on the Super Bowl next year, just take what I do and throw your life savings on the opposite. <laughs> and you will be a billionaire. Then share it with me. Okay. Or you can get the script, man. And once you get the script... I mean, you're pretty much going to win a lot. Yeah, I mean, you're pretty guaranteed. Yeah, exactly. So um, as we transition, uh, you can find us anywhere you want on social media, at Believe in Dogs, at Troopstar28, at Coach Burton 36 Um, You can uh, find us anywhere you get your podcasts on YouTube. uh, And and as as I see the numbers, uh, a lot of you are finding us. So tell a friend to tell a friend, and let's keep this thing growing. So uh, great Super Bowl. Great food, like you said. You had tamales. I did some smoked wings. They turned out phenomenal. I did. Uh, I did. I broke it out into three different sauces. I did a lemon pepper, a lemon pepper butter sauce or whatever. Mm-hmm. I did Carolina Gold, mm-hmm. and I did the standard buffalo. There you go. Got a little sweet heat, a little heat, mm-hmm. a little salt. I like it. It was. It was phenomenal. It was great, man. Um, we did. We had buffalo chicken dip, and we had also uh, the uh, we had grape salad and, and uh, broccoli salad to kind of give us some fruit and vegetables to have well well balanced. And we had some celery and some carrots to dip the along with the chips to dip into the buffalo chicken dip. So we had a well well rounded Super Bowl cuisine. Very nice, very nice. We had a little bit of everything. So you know, now that football season is officially over, you know. It's kind of sad around this time. Well, I, I wouldn't say football season is over. I would say the games are over. It's never over. So we got spring, spring balls coming with the new yeah. leagues coming up. Yeah, we got so USFL coming up. Um, we've got NFL free agency, NFL draft, which uh, we'll, we'll get into Keely Ringo here in just a second. Um, did you know Trey Scott was the recru- was Rivals Recruiter of the Year? I, I was read. Where did I read that? I read that, I read that the other day. Yeah. Um, that, that's pretty cool. Recruiter, that yeah. is. But if you think about it, I mean, we pulled some stuff out of our butts, you know, last couple of years, and those so most of those guys are still there. Uh-huh. So I mean, not not just we're getting you know quality athletes, but we're getting quality character kids too as well. So um, you know, congratulations, Coach Scott, man, they do a phenomenal uh-huh. job. You know, 
Coach McGee, you know, is right right on his coattails, you know. So that's one thing we do well. I mean, we recruit really well. And like I said, I mean, it's different between just recruiting an athlete and you just and you're recruiting the athlete and a great character kid as well. So, you know, kudos to, to Georgia for one, doing your homework and those guys in the film room. Corey, you know this better than I do. Mm-hmm you guys do a phenomenal job of finding those players as well. We do. We, 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 you know, and then the guys that are there now, I'm, I'm obviously not there now, but uh, those guys are doing a f- outstanding job finding, you know, finding those guys, keeping up with those guys, keeping in contact, planning, uh, making sure the, making sure they have a, tr- making sure they have a heck of a trip when they come to Athens, making sure the families feel comfortable, making sure that they get the full UGA experience when they step foot on campus. And that's the main goal of the recruiting team. You want to number one priority is make mama happy, make yes. mama comfortable and, and have mama have some fun. Right? If, if mama's happy, Everybody everybody's happy. happy. Right. And the rest kind of falls into place. If mama ain't happy, hey, baby ain't coming. Good luck. He's going to Alabama or Clemson or somewhere else. Uh, he's not coming to Georgia. That's for sure. If, if that's the case. So, uh, but they, they, but obviously Trey Scott made mom, did a really good job of making mama happy when she came, when she came to campus. Um, and, and so he did, he did that more so than any other recruiter in the country that that's an assistant coach. So there you go. That's, probably, probably uh, the second place was Todd Hartley and third place was Del McGee and fourth place <laughs> was Glenn Schumann. <laughs> Just our entire true. list of coaches Absolutely. there. I mean, you know, recruiting is a big deal nowadays. Um, and then fourth was Nick Saban uh, pulling nine five stars with no with no coordinators. How about that, that recruiting very, job? That is very true. But I mean, it's not an Alabama show. Hire is a little weary, but that defensive hire, man, that's a pretty good one right there. Man. And, and then that's a that's a mentor. That's a Will Muschamp type hire where they're going to mentor somebody to take over when mm-hmm. Kevin Steele retires. Kevin Steele is no spring chicken. Speaking of coordinators, ours is still here for now. Well, well, he's not going anywhere because Miami, I think, just hired somebody. The only place he was ever going to go, not as a head coach, was Alabama. That's the only place he was ever going to go. Are you talking about Munkin or are you talking about Schumann? Talking about Munkin. Oh, oh, yeah, yet. Munkin, yet. Okay, I thought you were talking about Schumann. He was a candidate at the U. I don't know. Schumann, I think Schumann, Schumann. I don't know why Schumann would leave, but every time Schumann, I see Schumann, you know, he comes down, you know, he kind of, he recruits our area mm-hmm. um, down here, man. He's one, well, first of all, Jamal coach. Um, you know how most of the college coaches come out, they're like, ah, whatever, try to big league you. Now he'll yeah. sit there and talk ball with you. Um, I can say that for a lot of the college recruiters that come down here um, to mm-hmm. this area. Um, but, you know, Coach Schumann, he, he's a great guy. He, he's a great guy. He, I think he's a Georgia guy as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and, he, and he loves it. You know, he loves being a dog. So um glad he stayed. Um, I'm just waiting for the contracts to come back out because, you know, he got a raise as long, long with everybody. You know, they all got a raise. Um, and Munkin is still our offensive coordinator right now. So Still. Um, but the Ravens still haven't made an offer. The, the Bucks still haven't found a guy. So we'll see. Come on, Josh. Come, yeah, come, come on, Josh. Come through. Come through with it, Josh. Come through with it. <laughs> Well, speaking of stock, uh, looking at Keeley Ringo now, uh, looking at our draft stock, we, we looked at Nolan Smith. We looked at um, the Senior Bowl guys. Keeley Ringo is an interesting one because 
you could say that sometimes on film that oh god, like there was moments where I'm like, oh god, he lost he lost millions of dollars on that play, <laughs> and then you're like, okay, he just made those millions back on that play, mm-hmm. um, and and you know whether it was just get completely whiffing Barry on Brown at Kentucky or hip pocketing Jalen Hyatt and making the catch for him against Tennessee. Like Keely Ringo had a very up and down senior year, but, but I think the intangibles he brings, I think that the overall combine skills that he brings the, the four, three forty, I think he has a high thirties vertical leap. Um, Mm -hmm. The intelligence that he brings to the table as far as route recognition and things like that, the physicality he brings at the line of scrimmage. I think pro coaches, they see that and they understand real coaches understand a real draft analyst understand that cornerback is really probably one of the most difficult positions to play in, in, in the entire sport of football. It's one of the most like, Hey, it's either, it's either feast or famine, Mm -hmm. chicken salad or chicken, you know, the rest, Um, you know, it's like, man, and you're on an Island out there, man. It's not like offensive defense line where, I mean, that truly is, the, the toughest position because you're just you're just hammering away all like a hundred something snaps but at corner you're not you're on an island absolutely you saw it last night you know in, in the super bowl you know they've been running this play run this play and all of a sudden they do something different and he's wide open you know and that's because you are on that island mm-hmm. you know and then keely you know was very much on the island you know this year um you know he i wouldn't say he had a bad year it was just an inconsistent year you know, sometimes, you know, he looked like, dang, I mean, he's a first rounder. And next next game or two, and you're like, what's going on here? You know, so, you know, I don't think his draft stock particularly went down. Um, I think just the level of inconsistency needs to change. Um, you know, I saw a workout video of him the other day. I mean, the kid, I mean, he looks phenomenal. You know, I'm kind of jealous right now. I'm rocking the dad bod right now. So trying to get back in, back to, back in my ways, you know, I was kind of jealous of my boy. So, um <laughs> You know, I got a dad bod. It's okay. <laughs> but you know, him running, um, you know, in the four threes, you know, I think the combine is really going to tell it has, have a good pro day. Mm-hmm. You know, I think, I think he's, he's, he's a day one guy, day two guy, you know? So, I mean, it really just depends on his, how he performs at pro day and at the combine. Cause I don't, I don't think it's stopped one down too much. I just think the level of inconsistency that he played with this year is just a little bit of a concern. But I mean, if you look at the junior year, I mean, the kid balled out. Yeah, I I, th- I think he just made I think he just made it to where his pro day carries a little bit more weight than it would mm-hmm. had had he not been so incon- inconsistent. And some of that, if you look at it, is like communication errors. Like yes, one play he thought he was going to have help and he didn't, or like one play like you're just prone to making mistakes. Like mm-hmm. you know you. You're just going to get got in this in yeah. the SEC. It's just gonna, then, it's going to happen. Yeah, everybody who's programmed on one thing, you know. Yeah. You know, even at corner, you know, corners will tell you all the time, hey, I've been studying film and I know if this guy does this or, you know, Deion tell you all the time, just look at his feet. You know, his feet kind of tell you where you want to go before he even comes off the ball. You know, so if you're a good corner, you see stuff like that. Now you're triggered to boom. Okay, he's going to do this, but if do something different. He took a lot of chances. It kind of like, throws it off a lot. Yeah, and he took a lot of chances and got burned on a few, and it is what it is. What corner had uh, got burned. Even Deion's gotten burned now, though. That's you know Dion's one of the best to do it. He's gotten burned too, man. Probably a little more rare than the rest, but <laughs> that makes know. a little red. But it's happened. yeah. But 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 he's gotten got to. I mean, yes. 
because guess what? He's a human being. So I, I you know, to, to, to wrap up this conversation, I think Keely Ringo draft stock is, I think he's late day one. You know, mm-hmm. I think there's a contender that needs, you know, I think there's a contender, uh, a playoff team that will need a corner. Oh, and Keely Ringo will be sitting there waiting for them. Um, and, and they'll jump right to it. Or one of these teams will trade down a couple of times that are looking to trade out of their top six spots. Mm-hmm. And somebody will trade back and, and draft them because they need corner. Everybody needs corner. He's so, burning Eli Apple right now, in my opinion. That's just me. Uh, oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, totally. Uh, he he's got to get better in zone coverage, ironically. You can go and take Eli Apple's spot right now. Please do. Although, uh, selfishly, I want Keely to play for the Falcons, but, you know. You know the Falcons don't draft Georgia players. No, they don't. It's a shame, too. They'll they'll draft some kid out of South Dakota before that. Like, you could have Keely Ringo, and you could have this safety from Incarnate Word. And they're going to draft the Incarnate Word kid. Like it's, it's, so, it's odd. I don't get it. Happens more times than not. It does. You're right. You're right. But how about that basketball team, man? Dude, I know. I watched the whole like, first half. Watched the whole first half. Yeah. And one thing that I saw that I really, really like is, you know, we, we kind of like size. You can definitely tell the size difference between us and Kentucky mm-hmm. um, as far as height. You know, I think we were pretty much, you know, body-wise, I think we matched. But height-wise, we were outmatched. But mm-hmm. those guys played hard. I mean, we're getting second-chance possessions. I mean, we're going up, you know, throwing our bodies around. Um, I think that that little skid that we took, I mean, I think kind of opened us up a little bit, like, hey, we can actually play. You know, and sometimes that's what it takes. You know, it takes a little whooping every once in a while to open your eyes a little bit and, you know, show you that you can ball. You know, so watching that game, I mean, the enthusiasm, it's one thing I can say. You know, Coach White has those guys playing hard. You don't see them just jogging around. You don't see them moping around. They don't look defeated, yeah. I mean, they're getting beat. You know, it's still, hey, we're going to play balls to the wall. Um, mm-hmm. We're going to try to try to make something happen. But the fact that they they were not scared of Kentucky at all, you know, although Kentucky is down. Um, well, I don't care. Kentucky's a brand. Kentucky, Kentucky is the standard, you I know, so. in the SEC. So, yeah, I don't care you know, if they're down. The fact that we, were, we didn't back down from them. And, you know, we came out, we put pressure on them. I mean, we were almost up double digits at one point. Um, I know in the first half before I had to leave. So, I mean, for us to pull that thing out at home, you know, in the stag, that is a huge win no matter what Kentucky team you bring in there. Yeah, from what we were, I I don't care if you're down, up, sideways, whatever. We're not a team. We're not a program right now that can really be picky about Oh, well, we, we, we wanted to beat Kentucky when they were up. No, you want to beat whoever the heck comes to the, you want to beat whoever the heck is in front of you. I don't care who it is. You want to start collecting wins because that builds confidence. Now, when you get to Kentucky's level, then you can start worrying about, oh, well, we only beat them because they were down. Yeah. We ain't there yet. So I will take this win and I will run with it. Definitely. We only have a hundred and something more wins to get to get to 500. Because you know we're fourteen and one eleven, the hell of a typo. I love that. Um, something and, that I was like, whoa, wait a minute. Yeah, some somebody might get a little happy with the with the ones there, but uh, you know you hit the nail on the head, dude. These guys play hard, mm-hmm. and sometimes when you play hard, you get lucky bounces, and sometimes when you play hard, shots go in. Sometimes Absolutely. when you play hard, the other team goes oh, and they they 
they cough up the ball. Yes. Sometimes when you play hard, the crowd gets into it. Actually, mm-hmm. all the time when you play hard, the crowd gets into it. And you start building momentum. And then yes. when you start building momentum, that's when you start building a lead. And then when you start building a lead, sometimes you hold on to that lead mm-hmm. and you gain more confidence and more momentum. And then the buzzer ends and you got more points than they do. That's called a win, ladies and, and gentlemen. That's called a win. And then you win yeah. two. It's called a winning streak. It's called a winning streak. Absolutely. Um, do, do you think they have the uh, the thing for Major League where they peel off a, a layer every time they win? I mean, they should. Get them going? They, yeah. they completely should. And the fact that the fact that you understand my reference, I I, I love it. I absolutely love it. It's so a great movie. it's a, it's an Amer- it's an American classic that movie. If you don't know what Major League is, crawl it from the rock. Go do some homework. A lot of one liners. Bob Uecker was. F- oh my god. He was. I mean, he's worth. He's worth the watch just by himself. Just yeah, for, just for his parts. I mean, this is be be a whole podcast of his Latin one liners. I mean, do the whole entire thing. I want to do a. I want to do a whole. I want to do a play by play of a ball, baseball game as Harry Doyle. Mm. I want to do that now that I have now that I have a little free time. I want to do that. Just a bit outside. Just a bit outside. Try the corner to miss. Ball four. <laughs> ball eight. Ball 12. Man, how are they laying off pitches so close? <laughs> Love it. Love it. <laughs> He's going to need a visa to catch this one. <laughs> that baby's out of here. <laughs> Gotta love it. Gotta love yeah, it. So I'm, I'm gotta love Georgia saying. basketball, man. I'm 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 so stoked that you know they're starting to turn the corner with Mike White. You know, the the I think the fans have been great. I think they've been extremely patient with them and continue to pack out the steg. That that's what that's what it's gonna take. Absolutely. Yeah, LSU steg. coming coming in tomorrow. So yeah. At 8 30. I might actually stay up and watch the second half of that game. Yeah. So, got it. Got to do it. Man. I'll, be, and, I'll uh, be coming in, coming in hot. There you go. And then uh, watch that game, and then got to get some momentum before we. Uh, for Bam, Bam going to be a tough test. They've been Yeesh. annihilating everybody. I mean, that's just there's no shame in that game, dude. They've been annihilating everybody on basketball. I guess, I guess if they can't win in football, they got to win in basketball, right? Yes, the first year I think it said in 20 years that they've been ranked number one. Um, I think I think I saw that stat. I mean, there's no, there's no doubt that they are the real deal. You know, never would I thought that Alabama would be the premier basketball school in the SEC. Yeah. I'm I'm with you there. So but that's gonna do it for us, man. We're we're I'm I'm so stoked. I'm so elated that Georgia collected a win in basketball. I, I think Keely Ringo is going to go as a first rounder. I think he's gonna thrive in the league and Maybe next year I can win some money on actually win them some money on the Super Bowl. Have a little bit better luck. So hey man, we gotta get the script. I don't know who we need to call, but we gotta get the script. Yeah, we that's your homework, Israel. You gotta find out how we get the script. Yeah. And maybe you can get it before the season and we can start betting all the games. Oh yeah, you know it's bad. When I saw Boy I saw Boykin tweet last night, he was like, Man, I never thought I'd see the day that even after playing the league that it's real. Or he said something along those yeah. lines. And I was like, dude, I told you. I'm saying that. It's wow. rigged, man. It's rigged. It's WWE. It, People love since, it. Ever since the uh the Tom Brady rule when he got when he fumbled. 
The tuck listening. rule. The tuck rule. I knew. I knew something was up. I think that's where they switched. I think it like didn't used to be rigged. That and the fact that oh, the whole catching the ball. What is a catch in the league? It just depends on who's catching it and what the situation is. That was another one. That I mean, I know Des Bryant would like an explanation. I know Calvin, the Calvin Johnson rule. I'm like, there's all these rules, man, that just need like a Rolodex to even keep it all together. All right, hang well, on. This, this rule is on page 62. I I think that book gets too thick. They don't know what targeting is. They don't know what roughing the passer is. I've got to give because if, if, if this is the case and kids are trying to go to the NFL and, you know, that is pretty much the goal. When you go when you go to college, depending on who you are, um, then we should be teaching the way that the NFL teaches. Because if they go and I mean you're you're gonna get a penalty and then you're gonna get kicked off the team. Yeah. And you're gonna wonder why, because this is what I was selling forever. And like, oh, you can't do that, sir. So are y'all gonna start uh having a quarterback sack drill where you like lay him down and put a (laughs) pillow and a blanket on him? Absolutely not. That's the new rule, man. You got to, you got to, you got to like tackle the quarterback and then cuddle with him afterwards. You know, we whiz by our quarterback every day. He don't. He see bullets all the time. So when the game happens on Friday, don't even phase him. The only difference now is that he knows he can actually get hit. But as far as where it's coming from, he knows it. They run right by. Bullets just be flying. It's like a like an action movie, and you hear the bullets. As long as you don't touch him, you're good. Yeah, don't touch the quarter. Don't break the merchandise. Yeah, yeah. It's it's pretty boy. It's a pencil neck. All right. Well, we're into overtime here, so we're gonna we're gonna jump out. But we are the Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast on the Believe Network, presented by BetOnline.ag for Israel Troop. I'm Corey Britton. We'll see you back here next time on the show. And as always, good night and go dogs dogs thank you for listening to believe You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.